0: So I want to share with you three stories of my mom and I praying together when I was little. Uh, The first one happens, um, it usually happened late at night when I would wake up, scared that there was something under my bed or there was a monster in my closet. And I remember my mom would come into the room and she would say this prayer with me. It was in Spanish, and this is what it said. Angel de mi guarda, mi dulce compañía. No me desampares, ni de noche, ni de día. Translated, it says, guardian angel, my sweet companion, don't leave my side by day or by night. The, the prayer is definitely a lot longer than that. But uh, for some reason, I remember uh, times when I would wake up scared in the middle of the night and we would pray that prayer together. And, you know, through that prayer, through those times that we prayed together, my mom taught me that uh, God is always with me by day or by night. And especially in the times when I was really scared. Let me share a, a second story with you. I remember any time we would travel, uh, when, when we were backing out of the driveway, my mom would, would utter these words. She would whisper these words under her breath. In el nombre sea de Dios. Now, uh, the, these, these six words, they, they're translated to in the name of God. And it, it sounds kind of silly, but through those six words, my mom would pray God's protection over us as we traveled wherever we were going. And so, like I said, we would we would be backing up, and you would always hear my mom. She would close her eyes, she'd look down, she'd bow her head, and she'd say, "In the nombre de Dios." Through that prayer, she taught me that God. Uh, she taught me to lean on God's protection, wherever I went. Let me share a, thir- a third story with you. Now that I'm older. My mom uh, has a habit of calling me every once in a while, sometimes texting me, and she'll say something like, Fernie, I need a favor. I need you to pray for so-and-so. This is what's happening in their lives. And most of the time, I'm serious, most of the time I have no clue who this person is, but she's asking me to pray for them. And because she keeps doing it, I have learned that um, it's important to pray for one another. And and, and to really, um, I've learned the importance of following through when you say, I'm going to pray for you. But, but not only does she pray for them, she invites others. She invites me to, to pray with them. I've prayed together with my mom as, uh, uh, when I was scared, as we were getting ready to back out of the driveway and travel. And I've even prayed with my mom uh, for others. I've prayed together with my mom for others. My mom has never heard me share these stories before, and I wonder if she even remembers. But here's the thing. By her spending time in prayer with me, Whether it was something as silly as uh, when we were uh, backing out of the driveway or something as serious as me being scared or even praying for others. Through our times of praying together, my mom taught me a lot. Now, maybe you've never thought about it this way, but I want you to think about it. Anytime we pray together with other people, we learn a lot. You see, praying together is a form of discipleship that we can use to help each other deepen our faith. When we pray together, we help each other learn more about who God is, and we learn more about how to pray. It's a discipleship tool that that we're really encouraged to put into practice whenever we possibly can. So I want you to listen to this text. It comes from uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Here's what it says. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. Now, I love what's happening in this story, so uh, let me give you some context. So we're about uh, about halfway through the Gospel of Luke, and uh, the disciples to the, up, up to this point, they've seen Jesus pray probably hundreds of times. But in this story, remember, we're, we're about halfway through the Gospel. Um, we're, we're told that Jesus is praying, and as he finishes, right when he finishes, one of his disciples looks to him and says, Jesus, can you teach us to pray? John did it with his disciples, Will you teach us to pray? Now, think about that for a second. The disciples, the ones who journeyed with Jesus for three years, the ones who saw Jesus heal people and perform miracles, they are asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, How many times have you been in a small group or you've been at church or you've been anywhere and, and the leader or somebody says, will anybody close us in prayer? my experience is that when I ask that question, everybody turns away from me, or they look down to the ground, or, or they get into a praying posture just to avoid eye contact with me. And, and when I make fun of that, everybody says, I just don't know how to pray. Have, have you seen that happen? Maybe you have said those words. I just don't know how to pray. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think that's the sense that we get in this text as we read through it. The disciples, seem to not know how to pray. So one of them turns to Jesus and says, Jesus teach us how to pray just as John has taught his disciples. And do you know how Jesus teaches his his disciples how to pray? He he doesn't send them to seminary or some uh, biblical school. He he doesn't give them a book that they need to read, right? That that is a top seller of how to pray. He doesn't even give them a website with the top five uh, things to include in your prayers. Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray by praying with them. Did you catch that? Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray by praying with them. Now, this is what he says. Right? They say, "Will you will you teach us how to pray, Jesus?" And he says, "Pray this way." And I can just imagine that he bows his head and he says, "Pray this way." Our Father, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us into the time of trial. Amen. You see, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray uh, by praying together with them. And, And the same is true for you and I. When we pray together, we teach each other how to pray. I mean, think about it. Really think about this. Think about the way that you pray. How do you start every single one of your prayers? What kind of things do you say in your prayer? How do you end your prayers? My guess is that you probably didn't go take a special course on how to pray. You simply uh, learned every aspect of how you pray by listening to others pray. Am I right? You see, when we pray together... We, uh, we learn how to pray. We, we teach each other how to pray. We pick up on each other's habits and practices and styles. When we pray together, we teach each other how to pray. When I lived in Chicago, I was a hospital chaplain uh, for about a year, and part of my job was to uh, pray with people after they had received a, a really difficult diagnosis. And I remember the first couple of times i have to do it i really struggled with it i had no clue what to say i had no clue how to uh, talk to patients about i I just it was it was really difficult for me to walk into a patient's room who had just received a pretty difficult diagnosis and so i asked nancy the head chaplain at the hospital one day i asked if she would do a patient visit with me because i wanted to uh, i wanted her to model uh, for me what it looked like to pray uh, for somebody who had just received a, a pretty difficult diagnosis and so a couple of days later, we 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 got a um, um, we were asked to go visit a patient, and and when we looked at their chart, they had just they had just been uh, they had just received a very difficult diagnosis, and so Nancy and I went up to the room and and we prayed with her, and uh, um, and um, Nancy said something that completely changed the way that I pray uh, after she prayed with this patient. So let's pretend this this patient's name is Nancy or Karen. Let's say Karen. Right? So uh, we talked to Karen for a little bit, and then Nancy said, can we pray with you? And, and Karen, of course, said yes. And, and so we bowed our heads, and, and Nancy said this. She said, God, I pray that Karen may know that you know every emotion she carries right now. Those simple words completely changed the way that I pray. Some of you have probably heard me say something along those same, line, uh, along those same lines, right? I mean, I, I say stuff like, God, you know the things in our hearts better than even we know them, right? That, when I say that phrase, it's not something I learned in seminary. It's not something I learned in a book. It's not something that I learned by reading. It's something that I learned by praying with other people. You see, by praying together, Nancy modeled to me how to pray Friends, when we pray together, we teach each other how to pray. But something deeper also happens when we pray together. When we pray together, we also teach each other about God. Let me explain. So a couple months ago, uh, one of our college students, uh, he came up to me and he asked me, Fernie, uh, why is it that you always begin your prayers by saying, gracious and loving God? Have you ever noticed that? Every prayer, I always begin by saying, gracious and loving God, and then I start praying And uh, my response to him was this. Uh, So through my life, I I have made a lot of mistakes. I I have a lot of regrets. And and through my life, I have learned that God is gracious, that God offers me grace no matter what happens. And, and, And despite my mistakes, despite my regrets, God loves me. And so I begin my prayer every time by saying, gracious and loving God, because that is who I have come to know God to be. As I shared this with him, he looked at me and said, oh yeah, God really is gracious and loving. You see, when we pray together, uh, we hear what, each, what we each have to say about God and about life and about this world, and through that, we learn more about who God is. I want you to listen to this scripture one more time, because the same thing happens as Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, right? We said that he teaches them how to pray by praying together, and as they pray together, he teaches them stuff about God. I want you to listen to this one more time. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. In this short prayer, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, but he also taught them five really important things about God. The first one, Jesus says, hallowed be your name. You see, the first thing Jesus, uh, the disciples learn about God uh, through Jesus's prayer is that God is to be revered and honored. Hallowed be your name. That's what that means. God is to be revered and honored. The, The second thing Jesus teaches the disciples through his prayer is that God's ways are better, right? He says, your kingdom come. God's ways are better than our ways. And so we want to make room for God's kingdom to break through in our lives. The third thing Jesus says is, give us this day our daily bread. And through those words, uh, the disciples learn that uh, God can provide our daily needs. Every single day, God can provide our daily needs. The, the, The fourth thing Jesus says in his prayer, forgive us our sins, for we forgive those indebted to us. Now, the disciples learned two things here. First, that God is a God who forgives us. And because God forgives us, we too are called to forgive others. But I don't know if you noticed the word uh, indebted in this, this, uh, in this prayer. Now, if you're thinking to yourself that indebted is a word that usually refers to money, you're correct. Through this prayer, uh, the, the disciples learn that God not only forgives sins, God forgives debts. And, and, and they learn that they, too, are called to not just forgive sins. They're called to forgive debts as well. The fifth thing Jesus says in his prayer, he says, Do not bring us into the time of trial. Now, this one's interesting because we tend to think of this as the end times. But most of the commentaries that I read this week seem to agree that the original language didn't really say time of trial. It really said into temptation. We, we've heard that phrase before, right? Do not lead us into temptation. Basically, what the disciples are learning here is that with God's help, we too can overcome any temptation in our lives. Now, I want you to notice what happens here. Through this short, uh, these short five sentences, uh, through this prayer, Jesus um, teaches the disciples so much about God. They learn that God is to be honored, that God's ways are better, that God can provide our daily needs, that they they need to learn to forgive each other's sins and and debts, and, and they learn that God can help them overcome temptation, right? Through this one short prayer, through these five sentences, they learn so much about God and who God is. Friends, the same is true for you and I. Every time we pray together, the words that we say teach other people about who we believe God is and what we believe God can do. And that is powerful because individually, none of us know everything about God. But when we pray together, we begin, our, our view of God begins to grow and our understanding of God begins to grow and widen. Yes, when we pray together, prayer becomes a discipleship tool that helps us not only learn how to pray, it also helps us teach each other about God. Friends, when you pray in your small group, you're teaching each other how to pray, and you're learning more about God at the same time. When you pray as a family before a meal, or maybe you're you're eating dinner with friends, whenever you pray together before a meal, you are teaching each other how to pray, and you're teaching each other uh, more about who God is anytime you say a prayer and there are others around you listening, you are teaching each other how to pray and you are learning more about God. You are teaching each other more about God. So here's my challenge for you this week. Next time you pray together, uh, uh, you know, with with someone else, whether it be a family member, uh, a friend, a co-worker, whatever it is, next time you pray together, listen closely to their prayers. Listen closely to how the other person prays. Listen to what they say about God and how they say it. Learn from it and learn, uh, let your ability to pray grow. Right. So, so next time you sit down and uh, you know, there's an opportunity to pray, let somebody else pray and, um, and learn from them. Learn about how they pray and what they say. And then after that, the next time there's an opportunity to pray, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you. Volunteer to pray. Offer to pray in that moment. Because if you do, uh, you're going to start helping those around you grow in their ability to pray, and you're going to help them learn more about God as well. Friends, uh, I want to encourage you uh, next time you're able to sit down and pray, right? Listen, learn, and then put it into practice as others listen and learn as well. So I want to end my sermon a little different today. Normally at this point I would say, let us pray and I'll dive into a prayer and then I'll, I'll do our benediction. But, but today I want to end my sermon by, by saying a prayer together called the Lord's Prayer. And the, this prayer is found in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's just a, a longer version of the scripture we read today in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, it's the prayer Jesus uses to teach his disciples how to pray. and. Um, As we pray this prayer together, I wanna ask you to do two things. One, I want you to ask yourself, what is Jesus teaching you about how to pray? As we pray this prayer together, right? This is a prayer Jesus taught his disciples. And and, uh, as they pray together, what is Jesus teaching you and I about how to pray? The second thing I want you to do is, uh, to think about is, what is Jesus teaching you, you and I, about who God is? What is Jesus teaching us about who God is? Can you do that for me? So again, we're gonna, we're gonna pray the Lord's Prayer together and you're gonna ask yourself two questions as we pray. And really, anytime you pray with anybody. What, uh, what, are, what is Jesus teaching about how to pray? And, and what, is teaching, what is Jesus teaching us about who God is? Well, friends, will you join me in this prayer? Jesus taught his disciples. It's going to be on your screen. Uh, If you know it by heart, close your eyes, bow your heads, pray with us. Um, But pray this prayer for me, and like I said, think about what is Jesus teaching us about how to pray, and what is Jesus teaching us about who God is. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.